Okay. Welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. I never look at myself while doing this. I'm Anna Roisman, and guess what? It's a Thursday. I'm like half employed. I'm here with Ellen. Ellen, what's going on? Hey, what's up? How are You're you? You're so cool. How's your employment status? How do you feel? Are you working hard? I'm I'm working. I'm doing a bit of gig work. That's good. But I uh, you know, still don't have a full uh, full time job. Actually, this is kind of my six month anniversary of being um, kind of unemployed. unemployed. Yeah. Oh my god! Happy anniversary! Thank you. I don't celebrate. I mean, I celebrate being unemployed, but I don't celebrate people losing jobs. I don't. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a full time job, you got those benefits. Uh, envious, you know. We we support that. But if you're unemployed. We got a nice little club for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's my six-month anniversary of not having a full-time job, and I'm just so in love. You look like you're glowing. I'm you're glowing. thriving right now. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this week was pretty chill. I applied to some jobs that I'll probably never hear back from. I got tested okay. for COVID-19, which was... Oh, you did. I remember you told me, and yeah. you... The deep at the deep ass. Swamp. Did you get your results? No, you they good? were like it'll take seven to ten days, so um, it's probably gonna take twice yeah. as long. We'll see. I for the deep. She goes deep ass swab. I'm like wet ass pussy. <laughs> like what? It's the D A S. It like goes straight to your brain. Uh, I love it. It's so funny though. Yeah. Wait, but before we get into our guest, I wanted to talk about one thing. We asked for people to give us suggestions on movies because we wanted to do like kind of like a little baby version of pods, a little baby pod. I don't know what you call it, a little offspring uh, where we're going to watch a movie about someone losing their job, uh, becoming unemployed or, you know, getting fired and talk about it. And you said you picked a movie for us, the first movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. We got some great suggestions so yeah yeah, thanks to everyone who sent us their picks Um, yeah but keep them coming yeah keep them coming uh we've got a list of us to go through now so i was thinking the first one we could start with is uh stepford wives from 2004 the The stepford wives you realize i'm gonna watch this movie and i'm gonna want to become blonde i'm gonna want to like really highlight my hair and like turn into one i mean i could be tempted as well Maybe yeah. we'll both go blonde after watching this. Oh my god! Then the Patreon's gonna blow up. People are like, "I'm. Gonna, I need to see these people blonde." Yeah, blondes have more fun too. I believe it. I've, so I've wore heard. a wig today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna watch the Stepford Wives, and uh, where she loses. I didn't even realize this was an unemployed movie, though. Like, I think it is. Like, it could be classified as an unemployed movie because basically, like the plot line, it starts off right with the main character who's played by Nicole Cateman. Yeah, um, we love her. Love. She uh, loses her job in like a really horrible way. Sounds so, like she's unemployed. She's unemployed. She moved to the suburbs like everyone else is doing right now. So yeah. it seems pretty, uh, seems pretty on brand. Everyone but us. Everyone but us. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're holding down the fort in New York. Yeah. Not leaving this, this city. I'm not leaving this dump yet. Not until it snows. <laughs> then I'll be gone. Yeah, I'll be yeah. gone in the dark. All right. I am so excited for our guest today. He is an old friend of mine. You may know uh, his famous Instagram handle at Fat Carrie Bradshaw or videos on Betches or Middle Children podcast. The Bachelor. I mean, come on. A star among stars. 
Chris Burns is with us today. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? Thanks for being here. I'm good. We were going to do this. We were texting about this like the week before we were locked down. I know. And you came on my podcast the week before we were locked down. And now we just are holding it because it's inappropriate. Why? (laughs) Is it inappropriate? Well, it's not inappropriate, but it's just like sad because we're like imagine if we have to quarantine <laughs> um, do we say that oh my I god believe we do so we're saving it so for much when fun. we're back i put those episodes out like the ones that i recorded right before when i was like what's this virus like i i thought it i like put a warning and i was like just fyi this was recorded in february when like disney world was closing but like we were still going <laughs> to gigs <laughs> yeah that's what jesse and i talked about doing that Cause I was like, she's like, let's record some like remotely. And then when we're back in the city in like three weeks, we'll put up Anna. <laughs> that was I six did, months ago. I said that to Ellen. I was like, I did their podcast. I, I think, I don't think my episode ever came out. Yeah, no, that was just because of, um, COVID. Maybe we maybe have we'll to do it again now that we know you have gonna, a recorder too. I was going to say, yeah, maybe we can H six it up again. You know, we should, it'll be fun. I know. I miss you. I miss you. I, this is why I like doing it. It's like, I'm not calling and I'm not zooming people for fun anymore. Like it's just, you know, that was like fun for two weeks and now we're like, all right, it's business or it's not. <laughs> so literally I'm like, yeah, I love a good uh, podcast because it's like <laughs> catching up, but right. you feel like there's more purpose to it. <laughs> I know it's so true. Um, so how have you been? You are in New York right now. You were out of New York. Yeah, so I'm in New York, York. but yeah, I mean, I was out of the city, so I'm in New York now. I was out for like four and a half months, and I think I'm getting back out because my office isn't opening back up until January, Um, if then, so. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's like nice to have access to a car, and you know, honestly, it's nice to know, like somebody knows if I'm dead in the morning or not. It's like the little things. <laughs> Those little things. Yeah. Mom makes breakfast or like, like you literally know. I in the city, I'm like, OK, I'll wake up, have like a cold brew until I'm shaking like a leaf at 7 p.m. <laughs> and then like overeat from 730 until I pass out. Yes. And at home, my mom's like, you have to eat something you have to have some melon I'll cut up some melon (laughs) I know moms are always look good at the like I'll make a snack where me I'm like do I have kettle chips like that I need I need a bag of kettle chips and that'll be what I eat until I find a meal at dinner yeah literally that's that's how I live when I'm here so that's nice it's been nice to you know have like more of scheduled meals I guess or just like schedule in general (laughs) and you're working which is like so impressive especially on this podcast like wow yeah I'm I got lucky so it is good that because I just got out of restaurants like six months before quarantine started so that I'm I'm still on like one of the like text threads for the group one of the groups at the restaurant um and I'm like god fucking thank god (laughs) (laughs) I know you lucked out, but we're going to have to talk restaurants because, you know, I worked in restaurants for a billion years. Um, But I want to go back back. So like I I like to find out, like, what was like the first job you ever had? Um, That was like I was 15 and I started working at a grocery store. So you when you were 15, you could start bagging groceries. My first day was on my 15th birthday, I think. Because I was like waiting. (laughs) Yeah, I worked like a three hour shift (laughs) 
Because they like told me like this is your first day, and I wasn't gonna be like, ooh, actually that's my birthday. Um, I would have been like, oh, I'm I'm fully committed that day. I need another day. <laughs> I I used to like always take off work for my birthday. My mom's like, adults don't do that. Like we go to work on our birthday. See, I like loved. No, I mean, not loved working at the grocery store, but it was definitely like a period of my life that I equate, I feel like more with high school because I like hung out with more people from there eventually than I was <laughs> with like the high schoolers. And I ended up working there for like five and a half years. Oh, my God. That's a long um, time. It was. I was like supervising for a while. I would work overnights in high school and then like go to school in the morning. What? I don't know. How? I, how did you do that? How did our bodies do stuff like that? Do you remember? I like, I have no idea. We used to wake up and be in class by like seven. Right. What did you drink? Red Bull all night? And then you're like, I'll just pass out after school. Like I. I get, see, I would work. So I worked in customer service and I would only work the overnight if the overnight person didn't come in. And then. <laughs> I don't, I remember like kids from my high school coming in and stealing like alcohol and stuff. And I would watch them walk out stealing, but I'm like, I'm not <laughs> you just gonna let it say happen. anything. What am I going to do? <laughs> Chase down five people. I'm in this like 40,000 square foot store, like me and two guys packing the shelves. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> did you like, did you like having a job? Did you feel like superior though to like your peers being like, I have work. I can't hang I out. felt like. I guess. I mean, I never like, I didn't like love high school. So, and I was really good at working. Like mm -hmm. I'm very good at working in a service environment. And I like really do thrive under that kind of stress yeah. where it's like, I just need to get this from point A to point B. Like it doesn't involve a lot of brain power. Um, so I felt good about I guess I did feel good about like myself while I worked there briefly. That's good. I was like still in the closet. So I'm only thinking of the positive things right now. <laughs> apparently. And so you're there five and a half years. I don't know. So what happened? How did that end? Um, I was working. So I went away to school and I would yeah. work there when I was home, but I was also working at um, a liquor store, which I started working at when I was like 18 because my best friend's family owns a big liquor store. You worked so, at both places. You had two jobs while you were in high school. Yeah, I like really. Again, Who are you? Well, looking back, I was like, I was in the closet. I really filled up all the time I could because I was like miserable, I think. So you were very rich for like a, any normal <laughs> teenager. You would think that. Yeah. I mean, I was. I blew it all on like, uh, you know, DVD box sets and <laughs> CDs of Lady oh. Gaga. <laughs> All those things that we use so much in our lives. Right like now. literally so much wasted money on Seinfeld DVD box sets. Wait, guys, I have the box set of, of Sex in the City still in the plastic because it was like always on TV. So I was like, I don't have to open it. This is going to be worth something. <laughs> <laughs> I still have it. And for some reason, you know, those things like from child where you're like, don't open it. If you take it out of the box, it loses like its a value. Beanie baby. Yeah, I literally have like the box set of DVDs. And I remember when I was moving and Jared was like, get get rid of it. Like you don't need it's on. We have HBO like you can watch it anytime. I'm like, yeah, but it's keep it. It's a family heirloom. Thank you. Yeah. Pass okay, so it down <laughs> generation to generation. Maybe I'll just send it to you guys as like sisterhood of the traveling unopened box of sex in the city. You just get it and then keep it moving. 
Yeah, it gives you that good, you know, um, carry energy, and then <laughs> you're done. Uh, uh, do you like Sex in the City? Um, is that am I allowed to ask know, that question feel, to Fat Carrie Bratch? <laughs> this is how I feel about Sex in the City. Is like. What I yes, I guess I do like it. You know, everybody's like Sex in the City sucks, but I'm like, but we all fucking watch it and we still watch the reruns. Yeah. It's the same way I feel about anything from that time, like Friends. I'm like, Friends sucked, but turn on like play next episode, you know? Right. It brings you back to a time where you're like, I enjoyed this show. Yeah. I fought someone on Twitter last night who was bashing Sex in the City, and I was just like, That's a really Miranda thing to do, honestly. <laughs> um I love this show and I fall asleep to it every night on E. Yeah, because it's also just like one of those, yeah, shows that you don't feel like <laughs> yeah. depressed about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so you're in high school, you're you're working uh, multiple jobs. I'm surprised you didn't have a team helping you out with this kind of a schedule. <laughs> Did your parents like was your family support they were like, "Yeah, get as many jobs as you want." Like did they encourage it? Yeah, they've it? always really valued hard work. I feel like that was like very much the number one thing um, to aspire to mm-hmm. when I was like growing up. And I don't know. I feel like because I didn't have like a lot of extra, it wasn't like I was on the basketball team, you know? So it was like kind of that's what I would do. And then mm-hmm. when I, because I went to community college for a year. So like all of my friends from high school had gone away. So it was like I really packed it in then. And so what so that's when you were doing both stores and yes. school. Yes. And I think there was a time when I left the grocery store. I can't remember. There was definitely like a solid block of time where I was just at the liquor store. And I also did payroll at a school district for like a year when I was it was like two days a week and that was the worst job I've ever had. I hate it. You're full of hat tricks though. You're like, oh right, and that job and that job and that job. You're like pulling them out of the hat. I yeah, it was a different time. Now I'm like, what time do I have to get up? Right, nine thirty. Now Ugh. you appreciate being unemployed. <laughs> you you appreciate those times. Now I appreciate yes, those times. <laughs> so all right, I want to go through this. So when did you join? When did you start working in restaurants? Like, was there a- um, when I came to the city? It was my first time working at a restaurant and my first um job in the city. So I had taken a one-week improv class. Ooh, a one-weeker? Like it was a, the, like an intensive, like yeah, the five-day one. And I stayed with my uncle. Um, and I was working at the liquor store, and my friend called me. I had just graduated college, and my friend called me to tell me that I had gotten employee of the month at the liquor store, which came with a $500 prize. Oh, shit. I know, right? Like, that's even now, I'm like, that's a great price. <laughs> for your local, yeah, now for your local, like, liquor store that you're, fr- oh, yeah. wow. I mean, it's a, it's like a 40,000 square foot liquor store. It's like the size of um Target. It's wow. huge. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. So then I was like, can you just put that in my bank account and I'm going to, like, try to move here? Um. And so that's what I did. And I got this job on Craigslist answering the phones in the back of a restaurant. What What do you remember Westville. the restaurant? I, so I started there eight years ago and I stayed there until I left six, oh, a year ago now. Oh, my God. And you started on, I used to do phone reservations. I worked for BLT and I did it for like, I did it, like I worked for the company for yeah. like five years. But that's um, so funny. That's how I started. And like you had your little script, like... 
Printed. Yeah, but see, BLT is like nice. So Westville didn't take reservations when I was answering the phone. It was all like um, to go take takeout orders. Yeah. yeah, and people yelling about us not taking reservations. Oh yeah, that happens. That and always then, happens. So yeah, I did that for like a year, and then um, at the time there was like no boy servers, and also it was just like everyone wanted to be a server because they made so much more money and so I like started training myself on things <laughs> on purpose again I was so ambitious back in the day wait so they weren't you weren't like hey I want to be trained to be a server you were just like no I I'll said it like a hundred times and there was just like no space because at oh, Westville's was- yeah especially at the Chelsea location like people stay there for I like most of the serving staff is still the same staff as when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, like people really like that one. So there was never like opportunity to move up. Yeah. But I, I fucking got there. And so then yep. I, you did, <laughs> I served for years. Um, and then I started managing like four years ago there. And then when I left, I was like the, you were big, like corporate. Well, so I did, um, HR for like six months because there was a maternity leave and I hated that so much. So then they made me like the, um, they called it the regional manager, but the only region is there. So, (laughs) (laughs) and I would just like go to each Westville um, where they were like trying to, I don't know, like I would go and manage for like two weeks at this one and then Uh move on to the next. They expanded a lot. I lived in the East Village and I went to like all the Westvilles and I kept like they kept popping up. There were like a couple of years there where they were yeah. just like new, new, yeah, new. Yeah, I think seven or eight right now. But um, and I've the told East you Village my West one is Ville my order. least favorite one to work at. Really, it's a small space. It's, it's so small, and the thing is, it's so small. But the staff, they still have like a lot of people. So I'm like, I can't move. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to sit there too. Like I remember, yeah. it's nice to go outside there. That's what I remember about that one. Yeah, yeah. Do you know my Westville order? I've told you my Wait, order. kale salad with chicken cutlet. Kale salad, chicken cutlet, no cheese. No cheese. Extra I knew it was lemon. no something. Ellen and I, we used to order it at HQ at least three times a week. All the time. See, I, do, the I have time. nothing but good things to say about like the food and the, I still am like in touch with the owners i saw them yesterday actually um like one of them was the guarantor on my apartment like it was a very they're all israeli too so it was like yeah they're i mean they're all like very like once you're in with them then you're in yeah it takes like a lot to yeah ellen what's your westville order from when you used to do it she does a plate i know you do a plate right she plate (laughs) I did the plate a bunch where you could like choose different like mashed potatoes. Yeah, the market plate. Mm. But I also really liked the kale salad with just like some avocado on top. Yeah. I had a kale salad with chicken cutlet um, like two days ago. Oh my God. It's on caviar, but I don't know what. I think Dumbo delivered. I'm in Williamsburg. I was like, I don't know if that'll ever make it here. Oh no, caviar (laughs) will deliver. I, I fucking hate caviar because. Of working at Westville because working at the Dumbo location, I would have people call me from Williamsburg and be like, where's my food? Where's my food? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Okay. Like caviar is a third party system. You just trust a random stranger to come take food from one place and bring it to you. 
and they'll be screaming at me. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. <gasps> yeah, I was. Are you sure it wasn't me? Because <laughs> it could have been me. <laughs> that <laughs> definitely like, happened to us a few times where they were like, it was. The, sh- the caviar website shows it's like delivered but literally like they can just leave it outside or like yeah. if you don't come yeah. to the door in five minutes like they just leave and then it's leave. like you don't ever get the order it's yeah. i mean and then you have to call the caviar and a lot of the like <laughs> caviar i think is the one they won't give you the driver's information at all so like i can't even call and contact who the guy is that's coming it's been huh. i mean i've had guys that like it's been hours, like literally hours. And they're like, my car broke down. And I'm like, so hit cancel. You're not yeah. coming for it. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, no, I, yeah, I, I haven't tried the new, I haven't tried caviar since quarantine because I'm, I'm, I don't want to be that person to call during a pandemic and be like, where the fuck is my kale salad? It's <laughs> very, but honestly, I like, People would be like, oh, we don't order during, like, because it's raining, because I feel bad. I'm like, the delivery guys are here. Like, they want to make the money. Yeah. <laughs> they, so they know I never feel rain. bad, like, ordering just tip really well. Yeah. No, you're right. Did anything crazy ever happen at Westville? Like, any crazy stories? I-, I had the craziest shit happen when I worked in the service industry. I don't think people realize, like, you know. I mean, yeah, there's how so hard many, it can I'm be. Sure. <laughs> there's been a lot i mean i worked in chelsea for a long time so that was an experience um is that your favorite location that's my favorite location because that was like my home location um and that's definitely where the most like celebrities would come but also the clientele was there's a woman that lives across the street i probably shouldn't even be saying this but whatever (laughs) Uh, well, there's a woman that lives across the street from one of the westvilles okay and um she will like throw pots of water on the people waiting because she doesn't want them there and she'll like scream and call them um like terrible names (laughs) and then she'll she'll like call she would call the restaurant and i'd be like answer the phone and i would see it's her and she would be like can you tell the goddamn fairy boys sitting outside to stop singing their show tunes (laughs) because and it's literally just like a table of gay guys having dinner but i'm like honestly bitch like you kind of slay she was very funny terrible and awful (laughs) person that's awful but also you should have gone outside and just started leading everyone in like 525 <laughs> literally and one of my friends like another manager was this blonde girl that she would always get in arguments with too and if i answered she'd be like thank god it's not the blonde slut <laughs> <laughs> what? and i'm like honestly i hate how people do that i don't think people realize but when you have regulars at a restaurant like at at my old restaurant there were these two women who came in who lived in the area of course and they came in three times a week Mm. and they we had in their notes like a list of servers that are not allowed to approach their table (laughs) (laughs) like it was like they only trust the following four people like the two men who wore suits who were like floor managers and then like me and like this one other person. But like if another server approached the table, they would be like, see, I feel like we used to be go. like because they would also support us in this is like if someone was terrible to us, I would be like, I re- I'm going to still like I would be like, I'm either going to win them over or they're going to stop coming. And those are the two options. <laughs> <laughs> you like their challenge. I the do challenge. like a challenge once in a while. There was this woman who would come in who was so awful um, at a different location. And I mean, she was like the absolute worst. She'd been banned from ordering. 
because she was so terrible. <laughs> banned and from ordering to go? To go and coming into the restaurant. How do you ban someone from ordering? She like, would always call. And so, like, we see the name and number. Um, and we would could put notes in the computer. And it would say, up. like, do not order, get manager, whatever. And so <laughs> I would talk to her. I mean, for, like, ten minutes, I'm like, whatever. Let's chat. Because she would call and be like... telling me why the person who answered the phone was like had a vendetta against her and (laughs) so after we had banned her i was walking by this new phones girl and she's on the phone she's like ma'am i'm i'm really sorry it's i uh uh," and i like knew it was her and i looked at the phone and i grabbed i'm like um sheila you know you're not supposed to be ordering and she's like i told that bitch not to get the manager they're trying to blacklist me (laughs) And I'm like, imagine knowing that, like, you're banned from ordering from a restaurant and you yeah. still go for it. Yeah. Oh, my it God. It takes a special kind of delusion. So I'm like, honestly, I respect it. I guess keep up the <laughs> keep up. Like, the- that's like a New York rite of passage. Like, are you banned from ordering takeout from any local <laughs> restaurants? You've become a New Yorker. Because uh, people, so- people think we're nasty and they are. We are. I we had a that- guy, you remember, I don't know why she reminded me. I had a guy and I worked, started working in restaurants in college and I went to school in Boston. I was a hostess for like, uh, I did phones and I was a hostess for like the first, I don't know, like part, you know, year that I worked yeah. there and then came. Hosting was, is like so hard. It was hard because they like, always yell at you. People don't give enough credit to the poor hostess <laughs> who like literally has all the weight of every angry person on their shoulders. So angry. I mean, there were multiple times where like, I remember who was it? Like Deval Patrick, the governor of of Boston, like came into the restaurant and like had to wait because we were really busy. And like, the, and then we had to put him in a seat because there was like secret service. It was it was very, you know, high profile. And I remember like my manager was like, just you're the host. Just uh, bring around the truffle fries and offer them to people who are angry while they wait. And a woman literally took fries and was like, I don't fucking eat fries and threw them at me. Oh like my god! See, standing like, there with the tray. I, uh, I, can't I would be imagine. treated better at like KFC, like than this. <laughs> you know what I mean? In this place, but the reason yeah, I did I, like it is because of coat check. I made fucking three hundred dollars a night in in the winter in Boston with these women's like big fur coats. So I was like, I'm rich. Oh my god! See, I would be like fired the first day stealing a glamorous fur coat. <laughs> I just remember I tried on one. It was a famous, it was Joanne Woodward. It was. And Paul. she's like, excuse me. <laughs> I, I made my, my coat friend, back, yeah, please? I, made, I gave my phone to my friend. I'm like, take a photo of this. And I'm like in the coat room, like <laughs> modeling on a Friday night. When it's like hundreds of people are like, get my coat. Here's my ticket. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was saying before about. Fuck. It was about hostessing. No. What were we talking about? Oh, angry people. Oh, the guy in Boston. We had a regular who made us bring his own teapot. He he had his own teapot and he left it at. Did you have people who like had uh, specifics like. <laughs> oh, we had things where people would like bring their own things. Once um, this table was really mad at me because the one guy at the table like. I was like, and for you taking their order and he hands me like a frozen lasagna. Like, what? like, a, like a single, um, what are they called? Like TV lasagna dinner. Yeah. Like a Stouffer's, like a and he was literally a Stouffer's. And he was like, can you eat this up? And I was like, 
no, I can't, we can't, you can't have that here. And then he pulls a fruit salad in a Ziploc out of his bag and was like, fine, I'll just have this. What? And I was like, no, like, we can't, you can't have outside food. And he, the whole table left because of it. And I was like, okay, bye. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, or like Cameron Diaz used to come in a lot and ask for uh, the packets of mustard because she said that the packets of mustard tasted better. Or the mustard in a in a yeah. container. Or Jason okay. Sudeikis came in a few times and once um he and Olivia Wilde were like very flirty and very whatever. Um they were always nice. But he left and I like picked up the book and there was nothing in it. Like he forgot to pay. <laughs> and it was like seventy five dollars and I was like, Oh fuck. So I had to chase him down <gasps> the street outside and he probably thought it was like some fan because I'm like literally <laughs> running behind him and I was like you forgot to pay. <laughs> and then he just pulled out cash and was just like throwing. Uh, and he's like, is this enough? Tell me, tell me when I hit it. Uh, I but hate it was... when people do that. I don't, Jason Sudeikis or not when they're like, is this enough? And you're, I'm, I'm like, why do I have to do your math? <laughs> and I'm like, I, like, at what point do I say like, yeah, that's enough tip. Thanks. I don't know. Yeah. That's so awkward. I, at my place, at the restaurant I worked at in LA, Denzel Washington would come in oh every God. single week every week okay and he would walk in and tell me he's friends with brad the owner (laughs) like he name dropped the owner to get a table meanwhile he already we already know he's coming in like someone already called and said like he's coming in he has one table that he likes to sit in i was like fucking denzel washington right but every week he would as if we have no idea who he is and he was like hey um I have a table for two. I'm um, I'm friends with Brad, and I was like, you. you I don't, see. I love that. I'm like, you don't have to. T-. I'm like, yes, Mr. Washington, we have your table ready. Like, you don't need to do that. Like, as if he's yeah. nobody, which I do love, you know. But I also there came a point where I was like, we could be friends by now. Like, I know you. Yeah. Was he nice? He was nice. He kind of kept to himself, you know. Like, he didn't. He wasn't like very friendly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like very rarely there. I don't have any like celebrity stories where they were like awful to me. Gerard Butler was pretty fucking terrible. Really? And he tipped like eight dollars on one hundred and eighty nine dollars or something. Um, And the manager was like, uh, was everything OK? He was like, yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, And I remember being really pissed off because they didn't want to wait. So they're like, we'll just sit outside. And it was literally like December. But you have to, like, just put the tables out because there's no space. Right. So that's, like, literally stacked and it's freezing. And we let them sit out there. But I literally was, like, serving them outside in December. And he tips, like, that's 5%. Awful. Oh, that's not cool. Yeah, I I have some, like, celebrities that I was, like, they're amazing. Like, Kristen Chenoweth once walked into the restaurant and tipped everyone like from the like people who like the valets and the hosts and the bartenders like just like pulled out cash from wherever she had it and i was like she was definitely a hostess one like before it's also famous people i saw once chelsea handler talking about how like when she goes places she always tips at least like a hundred percent because she's like because if i tip less than like 50 percent 
that person is just telling everyone Chelsea Handler's a t- <laughs> is a bitch that tips bad. Yeah. She's like, but if you tip well, then everybody's talking about how nice you are. I know, right? There's probably like a, a Reddit somewhere of like tipper, like celebrity tipping, and like how who's good, who's not good. Um. Oh, Leah Michelle came once when I was by myself, and I was Ooh, terrified because I had heard so many like horror stories of Leah Michelle, but she was honestly fine. Um. But her. She was with her parents and her dad asked uh, if he could check out the kitchen. And I was like, what? No. And he's like, I've been a chef for like 15 years. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, sit down, please. <laughs> could you imagine now like being like, can I look at the kitchen and then be like, put your like, mask on? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, what? No, it's not a beautiful kitchen. <laughs> So you're at Westville for, so that was probably like hard to leave, right? Like, cause you get, it's, you had a big job there and you were making good money. Yeah, it definitely was like weird to, um, to leave. And I like stayed on the, the text thread just like for the nostalgia. Yeah. And there was like one day where everyone, something happened. I ended up like serving a shift, which I hadn't done in years cause I had been managing, um, and I was like, you know, it's the time is over for me here. But like, yeah. sometimes you need that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I still like I'm close with a lot of people from there that like are no longer there either. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I remember I think, like, you telling me you were like, I think I'm going to leave. I think I'm going to leave. But you didn't just you were making content at this point for people. Yeah. So I had been like doing um, like comedy stuff, you know, uh, since we've known each other for what since probably the beginning or close to a hundred hundreds of years hundred two years (laughs) but i uh i was like yeah freelancing for batches for like three years before or two years before i went full time Mm -hmm. um and then like other random things but yeah now knowing this about you growing up that you held three jobs before the age of 19 like I'm like, oh, that makes sense that you were like managing, you know, multiple restaurants and you're making content for Betches and you're doing comedy. Like you literally had four full time jobs. I yeah, I do miss actually sometimes the not I don't miss working in the restaurant, but I miss like a the people that you work with in restaurants are very like that's the only jobs like that like service jobs are the only place you meet people that aren't you know like you yeah um and i miss that kind of stress where it's just like like it's kind of like a a meditation like serving a really busy shift it's like all i'm thinking about is like what's happening right now whereas now i feel like sitting you know doing anything like writing you're like constantly thinking of other things yeah you have you you have to live with your thoughts right now pandem has made us like (laughs) it's like wait what time's dinner like I get really excited once it's like past five o'clock because I'm like oh I can think about dinner now and and a movie to watch later literally and then when it hits nine I'm like okay we can start thinking about bed (laughs) I know like once the day is done oh wow we did it we made it so (laughs) I want to talk about Fat Carrie Bradshaw because this was like, this now has become a brand. I feel like you are, <laughs> you're a brand you're making. And like Fat Carrie Bradshaw's a job. You're making money now with this character with like, you know, yeah. all your videos and stuff. Like, did you think that would happen at first when you first started like 
doing drag no and sometimes i am like it's crazy that i actually do get paid to do drag like i'm like on a salary for to do that a lot like today i did like uh, a bunch of things like i literally i wake up and like spend two hours getting into like gluing my eyebrows down and stuff (laughs) um so yeah that's crazy but but you love it i do love it and i'm like I feel like I'm always looking to the next thing and I'm trying not to do that so much. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, eventually I like want to get where it's like uh, bigger, I guess is what I'm saying. But like, who doesn't? Um, But yeah, it's been really good. It's like very bizarre sometimes. Are those all your wigs? By the way, I just realized those were wigs. I was like, what is on the wall? And it took me a second. So these are the, these are the, um, rarely used wigs oh they're just display wigs well i have a i have a lot so the wall's looking pretty uh empty because i have a bunch that i had to bring back to my parents um and then i have a bunch like literally laying on the floor around me because you're just surrounded by (laughs) hair there's like the heavy use ones and then like the the character ones i gotcha and uh, like did you do this wall at your parents' house, like while you were there? Because you no, obviously had would, to work. If I had to nail in all of that, but they're <laughs> literally like I have them hanging on, um, like the blonde, like random things, <laughs> in my childhood bedroom. Just like around the house, everyone's like, "Oh, it's another wig." <laughs> yeah, I like just did a video and I had I was um pretending to like do my daughter's hair while I was yelling, so I like made my mom sit with a wig on her head, like you can only see like from here up, but. <laughs> It's, are they getting a cut of these videos or that's no. what she keeps asking for i said yeah. she can get school credit i mean you know if you're her child she's small smart business lady you know she's not gonna do this for great <laughs> <laughs> wait are they like filming your stuff too i love i love that you've involved your parents in your in your job <laughs> it's like a small house i'm like listen we all have to get comfortable with this um no, they are not filming because I got like uh, a stand and all of that bullshit. But okay. they're very accommodating. My dad, like, I'll literally have to be like, can you move your motorcycle out of the garage? Because I need to hang a backdrop because I have to do this <laughs> ridiculous thing. Um, so, yeah, it's been it's been interesting. But That's funny. I see this show. I'd watch this. I'd watch this reality show of like influencer moves back home with the parents who have to now like become <laughs> full-time photographers and DPs. <laughs> yeah. And my family's very like not social media. Like nobody, my, my uh, parents, my brothers have no like Instagram, no Facebook, nothing. Wow. So, they must love life. Are they happy? Are they happy? Yeah. But I realize <laughs> that like, I'll like talk about things and I'm like, nobody knows what I'm talking about because <laughs> my life is like so far on the other end of the spectrum. Unfortunately, sometimes. <laughs> Wait, I called my mom the other day and I was like, she starts laughing. She's like giggling and you hear the TV on. And I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm watching Ellen. <laughs> I, just, I just like, it was so pure that I was like, oh, she literally has never, has not oh, no. seen My mom it. is like refusing to read. I, I, I'm like, she, I watch her like skip over that page. 
<laughs> my, my mom support like huge Kelly Ryan and Kelly. You know, she's a Kelly fan through and through. Kelly with any. I uh, am too. I love. Yeah, Kelly I love Kelly too. And then she likes Ellen at three. And then she loves the Sunday night games on ABC or something. She loves the game shows. Oh, that's literally like, just a game show. I think Anthony right? Anderson hosts a game show. There's a couple of them. They do like a summer game oh, show. You're right. And, yeah, I'm like ABC really just. I'll like call her and she'll text me back and be like, my games are on. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, like, I can't really miss nice. the storyline. Yeah. Wait, I was home for a weekend. This is a night. This was a nightmare for me. I was home for a weekend and I got like an audition for the first time in like 74 years. And this was, well, like last year, like before, you know, coronavirus. And, um, but I was home and I, and it was like due Monday at like 9am and I was like, shit, I'm going to need my parents to help me read with me for this audition. And I was to play like a whore, <laughs> like, a, <laughs> like a slut. So I had to, and they were like, make sure you dress like, you know, like the part. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And I was like, I can't do this with my mom. She'll be awful at it. So I like employed my dad to be the, you know, to stand by, behind the camera and to read with me. And I'm literally like flirting with my dad. Like I had to like be like, what do you mean you want to go there? And I was like, this is so, and my mom's in the back because they live in an apartment. My mom's like in bed and she's like, I like the other take better. (laughs) I'm like, my mom is, is directing me to play a slut to flirt with my own dad. (laughs) This is fucked up. Uh, I mean, it's a lie. I didn't book if you can believe I didn't book. And they were like, but the guy, is he, who's his agent? <laughs> yeah, who's this dude fucking reading? He's nailing it. <laughs> uh, my decided face is to skew like... older. <laughs> <laughs> I think I even wrote like, hope you enjoy it. My dad played the boyfriend. Or and they were like, delete email. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we're done with her. Oh my God. Well, uh, it seems like you've never really been unemployed. Um. Which I love. We love. We. You're, I've been pretty fortunate. In you're an inspiration to really. all of our listeners, actually, right now. So, and it's not because it's because I have no um, standards. <laughs> like, like there was definitely times where I'm like, I. Sh- a lot of other people would be like, absolutely not, I quit, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> okay. No, but you said it so simply before. You're like, I like the restaurants because I like having a task at hand and just getting from A to B, and then you're done. Yeah, I do. I miss that's that. That's like such a simple way to break it down. Like right now, I feel like I'm, you know, we're trying anything for money and work and so many people have no jobs right now. And it's like the the simpler we think about things like yeah, standards are like thrown out the window now, you know, like, fuck, yeah. I, I, we, I will if you hire me to do something and I can do it and I feel good doing it, I will do that job. Like I'm selling sweatshirts right now. <laughs> yeah (laughs) see i mean it is though like i don't know well i mean it's also easy for me to say that now but i don't know i like to think that i still could serve the shit out of a table of course you could are you the type here's a question because when i quit restaurants i was very nice for like a year i was very nice when i went to restaurants and then there came a point where i was like not nice in terms of like i i understand if you're fucking things up i get why and then there comes a point where you're like i can do this job you're yes so i definitely am tipping the scales okay because last night actually i went to the first restaurant i've been to in like since covid 
and we went outside at Roberta's in um, Bushwick. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. But the service, I'm like, oh, my God, you need to move faster. Like, there's so many things, like, from a manager standpoint, yeah. where I'm like, oh, my God, my I would be yelling at every single person that works here. Yeah. And I literally said to my, I was like, you can tell somebody that was trained in Bushwick <laughs> at a restaurant and somebody that was trained in you know the in manhattan because it's a very different clientele wow it's so true and I, I literally went outside and like stood outside the front and smoked a joint <laughs> and i'm like this it's chaos <laughs> <laughs> don't you wish you had like glasses like something where they saw into your eyes and they know that you've worked in the restaurant industry and you've had more powerful jobs than them and like you are actually completely judging every move <laughs> Like, I'm like, oh, my God, why, what is, t- like, you need to say these things. I don't know. It definitely, it, it's hard for me to go to restaurants. Do you ever I, drop a word, like a service industry word? You know what I mean? Like, to uh, let them know. I used to do that sometimes. Where I'd be like, I get that you need to turn this table by 930, but unfortunately, like. <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm, like, more aware. Like, I'll be like, do you need this table? Because I can feel you lurking. Yeah. Because I'm the queen of lurking. <laughs> i love it i love it so much i miss restaurants sometimes too i miss that i miss that environment of like making fun of people (laughs) yeah it's like a camaraderie that you don't really have yeah outside of a job like that no it's so true um well i wanted to call a stranger are you down to do this i am down to try dt (laughs) dtt he's down to try D. That's how that's also how I live. DTT. All right. So here's the thing on this podcast. uh, I like to have just a special fun time with strangers where I crowdsource on Twitter and I ask who's unemployed and could use a pep talk. And honestly, I know you were like, I'll let you take the lead. But I've been unemployed for months, years at a time sometimes. And you've never been unemployed. So you have obviously a special power that I don't have. See, I don't. Am I going to be like. Rite Aid's hiring, like, one of my... <laughs> I don't want to, like, uh, dishearten this person. No, it's fine. Actually, we did have an episode where Jared Freed uh, told a guest to move out of his town and start his life over. Um, <laughs> I was like, you're going a little too hard. He's like, get the hell out of there. Why are you paying taxes that much? You don't have a family. It was. It's very intense. I'll send it to you if you ever want to hear it but um so it's so, like do you ask him questions yeah we'll ask him questions about okay, his great. unemployment it'll you know we're gonna interview this guy his name is eric okay and eric i'm gonna read what he told me he said long story short i worked in manufacturing marijuana edibles hello very important right now out in california mm. until our company was raided by police and shut down However, it allowed me to focus on helping my father through his cancer treatment as well as preparation for staying home with my kids to be teacher daddy during this pandemic business. I've been converted to an aspiring stay-at-home daddy. Right fist emoji. Hello. I wish we knew the details on why the police shut down what he was doing. I want to get him. Well, he's on right now. So, all right. So, Eric is coming on in. Eric? Oh, hi. Hi. Hey, can hey, you hear me okay? Hi. Yeah, we can hear you. It's so nice Yo. to meet you. Nice to meet you, Word Queen. How are oh you? Oh, my God. Thank you. I'm good. How are you doing? Better now. Great. Thank you. Good. This is my friend, Chris. And hi. This is hi, Chris. Ellen. Hi, Eric. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. 
So, Eric, I was fascinated by your story. I was. I'm mostly because I'm in New York and we don't have edible marijuana companies out here as normal jobs. Not yet. Not yet. We love. Yeah. So eventually. (laughs) So when did all of this go down? So what I want to know what happened. So it was it was very random. And I'm not uh, at at this point in my life. I'm still not a a real regular user of marijuana. I barely touch it. Um, We we are. So we're good. Okay. No, I'm pretty casual, but, yeah. but it's a, it's gotta be a special occasion around here. Sure. But, um, Tuesday. two years ago, I just, I, everything out here in California, it's like the wild west of marijuana. Like it seems like everybody and their mother has a dispensary or some kind of company. So anywhere you look, you can find a job somewhere. And I, I landed a job with this, uh, this very interesting company. They were pretty sizable and I got a, I got to manage their warehouse, not too far from my house. And it was, um, you know, at first it seemed really legitimate, and then after a week or two, it turned into kind of something out of a movie where every once in a while you'd go into the boss's office and it'd be like glad bags of just hard cash or you know t- like bags of marijuana just <laughs> laying out all over the place and it was it was it was pretty weird and then you know you'd see these unsavory people coming in and out so it was a it was a pretty interesting vibe yeah but um i I stuck it out for it was just about two years until um, last year I went into work on a Thursday and my warehouse was completely gutted. There was nobody there at like four in the morning when I normally have a pretty big staff. Um, and I was walking around in my inventory rooms, all the, all the lockers are pulled over and there's empty boxes of, of edibles all over the place. And it just, it, it seemed really odd for a moment. And I walked around looking for my, my laptop and it seemed like all the technology was out of the warehouse. And, I decided to take a walk outside and on my way out, I saw on our desk where we normally check in and check out, there was two uh, search warrants and we got raided the <gasps> night before. So uh, they basically put a stop on all of our production and put a lot of people out of work. And it was it was pretty sketchy. I don't know, it was, I'd heard stories from the people that worked for this company that had said they had been raided by the SWAT team with like oh my guns God. and everything. <laughs> oh my God. And, uh, I can't believe how I'm casually a... you just walked around. I would have walked in, seen that and been like, well, that's it for me. <laughs> right, well, it was like four in the morning. So I'm like, not even, you know, the coffee hasn't even kicked in yet. And uh, I also yeah, love that like, at four in the morning, you were like, and that's usually when I have a really big staff on. <laughs> like, right, exactly. Well, hours? <laughs> right? Yeah, but it was it was pretty surreal. But I mean, they threw the best Christmas parties. It was just edibles all over the place. And <laughs> man, they, they were they were a lot of fun to work for. And I was sad they got shut down. But, uh, but yeah, it was last November. They they uh it was basically like a tax issue. It wasn't even anything real dramatic when it came down to it. You thought it'd be something cool like real illegal illicit stuff but it was my brain is picturing weeds like i went to the weeds episode where they get busted and i was like and none of (laughs) this is like like still illegal in weeds right but it was legal there (laughs) yeah yeah but california it's like it's pretty crazy out here like the it's legal but the the state is uh it's kind of a mess you know california not to get political but it's it uh definitely tries to make a buck off of it and it kind of makes the whole process messy. So a lot of these guys try to take shortcuts, mm-hmm. a lot of the smaller companies, mm-hmm. and that's where they get into trouble. So Yeah. But we'll I catch up. We were just talking about how we all should move to L.A. because we're all in New York and, you know. Oh, we're, we're trying to move out of L.A. We're, we're <laughs> over it. Grass so is bad. always greener. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I lived no out here my entire intended. life. <laughs> <laughs> nice that was good so november, california's nice this happened in november and yeah 
And then you have, have you gotten any other full-time jobs since then? No, I mean, no, I have, uh, uh, you know, on the, the sadder side, I was able to, my dad had been, uh, fighting pancreatic cancer for about a year. So I was able to take that time off to really help him as a caregiver. Oh, that's and then so nice that you were able yeah, to it was, do that. I mean, it was like, really good. It was good to spend that time. So that was you know, on a positive note. And then by the time the whole lockdown business happened in March, um, you know, there was, there's literally no opportunity to go back. You know, I have three kids and, uh, two of them are doing online schooling. So you have to just kind of sit in and that's all you could do. Even if I wanted to go back to work, I couldn't, I couldn't even attempt it at, yeah. this, at this point. I can't hmm. imagine. I had a meeting yesterday. That sounds so formal. I don't have a job most days, but yesterday I had this one <laughs> little meeting, literally a 15 minute meeting. And both the people on the zoom call had very young kids yeah. And they were like, the kids were like a part of the meeting. And I was thinking mm -hmm. like, luckily I'm, I'm chill. I don't care. But like, what if you had to like pitch a project or like something really important? Right. <laughs> right. No, I'm doing this right now. I had to like... kick my little two-year-old out of here. Like she was begging to come in here. She watched oh, she HQ all on. the time. Oh my God. No, no, no. Oh, you don't want She's no. a fan. No. That's so no, cute. She, oh, she loves, she, she's, you and Matt, like she, she was really a, she was a big HQ. Oh, that's Aww. so sweet. Ellen produced HQ. I don't know. Oh, really? She's yeah, behind the so scenes. fun to hear. Oh my God, bring back words. Words needs to be back so badly. <laughs> Tell that to HQ Trivia, at HQ Trivia yeah. online. <laughs> oh yeah, I will. Um, no worries. But yeah, I miss words too. So how do you now feel like more, you have, I feel like when you're unemployed, tell me if you feel this way, do you feel like you have more of a full-time job being a father at home to your three kids than you did when you actually had your full-time yeah. job? It's oh yeah, no, I mean, I feel like going back to work would be like a vacation at this point. Not, <laughs> not a complaint. I love my kids and I mean, between my wife and I, like, I'm totally like the house bitch. Like, I'm I'm all about being domestic. And, you know, I worked at Pottery Barn for like 15 years. So everything is about, you know, taking care of the home. And, you know, I, I totally accept the role. But um, the ages my kids are at right now, it's, it's, uh, it's a little taxing. It's a 15-year-old boy, a 6-year-old boy, and a 3-year-old girl. Oh, my God. And, uh, and they're all, like, they're they're very spirited. So sometimes it's a hard to kind of. Bring yeah. them all in at once, but it's oh, and I have a dog too. Do you if, hear my dog? Like, yeah, my yeah dog I heard Bobby back great. there. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why. <laughs> so I have a I have a Daisy dog, and she she's just as troublesome as the kids. So it does it uh, it definitely feels like you, you'd get appreciation for the homemakers of the world. It's uh, it's a it's a full time job, and not a lot of love and recognition goes into it. So. Well, it sounds like you're doing an amazing job. I have to commend no, you. It really yeah, you even said that. That's why I loved your message. You were like, and I'm having a last like being yeah. at home with my kids and like you know imagine it's weird it's weird to think like where we'd be without this pandemic like chris has been home with his parents and you're saying and he we were just talking about how you're like it's different now my parents are different now, yeah right? it's just like, like uh yeah i mean i'm home at 30 i haven't been home since i was 21 so yeah it's like different <laughs> they're different as much as i am so it's like a good yeah yeah thing that wouldn't have happened otherwise and i babysat my friend's baby actually for a day and i was like how the fuck do people a <laughs> do other things while doing this and b do this with more than one child at a time yeah no, kidding it's it's a fucking it's a it, it doesn't uh i i still am kind of winging it like i'm not gonna lie i didn't want to i didn't want to thrust my kids back into school too early but at the same time i was kind of like what the what do we do you know <laughs> yeah. 
might as well just take the risk. But man, uh, just for, I don't know how many months it was to do online schooling, especially like the older kid is, is fine. Like he kind of manages everything on his own. Um, my, my six-year-old son is in a Korean immersion program. So how the fuck am I supposed to, you know, like, how do I facilitate that? I yeah. don't know anything at all. So it's, and then, yeah, the three-year-olds, I kind of sitting there pulling you away from it. So there's, there's constant moving parts and, uh, and you know, it, maybe I should be smoking more weed at this point. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Well, it is legal there. So, you know, you're not doing anything bad. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really true. funny. Wait, my last babysitting job, and it was the last on purpose, I went to babysit these two girls who were very nice girls, and they ironed my hair. They were like eight and 10. They were like good ages. You know, they were right. self-sufficient. And I went to show up at their house, and the mom was like, oh, actually, they're out for the night. You're going to babysit my boyfriend's sons, who were like two and five. Oh, yeah, no. And they were like terrors and he was like yeah and they want to go out to this mexican restaurant and then they want to go out for ice cream and i was like i'm sorry what like (laughs) (laughs) and he's like and they'll just ride their scooters and this two-year-old boy is like flying down brooklyn like down a street and like then they wanted to have a sword fight with knives at the restaurant i was like i could never i don't even want kids i don't want to babysit i don't want to have i don't want any of this (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing. I have so many friends that offer. They're so sweet. They're like, oh, I would love to watch your daughters. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that to you. Oh, <laughs> go ahead you're not, you're just, too nice. You're being way too nice. No, I, well, it's that same thing. Like, I know what my kids are up to. <laughs> I know how devious they are. So, you know, I'm not going to put my, fr- I want my friends to stay my friends. So yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't subject them to that. Oh my God. Well, I feel like you're honestly inspiring so many people. I hope people who are listening to this podcast, who are homeschooling their kids, who are staying at home, who mm. lost their jobs are like, you have such a positive outlook and I, yeah, you know, it's all what that. you make of it. It's, it's a lot of, you know, I, I know for a lot of people, it can be morally just destructive. You know, you feel like you're not, you know, providing or doing some you know, service or whatever. But, you know, if you, if you really look at, you know, like, like, you know, with the situation with being able to watch my dad and now I'm, I'm lucky, you know, cause at, at my kid's age, I would have loved to have spent more time with my dad. So mm-hmm. to have this opportunity now to really connect with family, even though, you know, there's kind of that air of paranoia and everything going on. It's, it's a real luxury to be able to, to stay home. And, you know, we all navigate through it. You know, money is money. But, yeah. Um, you know, we all navigate it somehow. Some but way. we've seen some crazy shit this year and we're like, wow, the things we value, like, yeah, <laughs> literally, Seriously. I'm like, what will I eat dinner? To- I'm so excited for dinner. I don't know what I'm going to have, but it's, <laughs> it's dinner. Right. <laughs> and then like whatever movie I watched tonight. Oh, can't wait. Like, these are the yeah. little things that I think like, I don't know that and family. Yeah. I'm going to call my mom, yeah. which <laughs> she texted me. Can you talk? She knows I'm busy. So that's her way of saying that's why she does it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, this was so great. I really appreciate you doing this and coming on the pod. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for playing HQ. I appreciate anybody who plays it and keeps me, you know, on their screen. So, oh my gosh. Well, let's best. get, let's get you off that Thursday movie thing. Let's get you back to, <laughs> to full time. I'll, I'll start the petition. Oh, wow. Music to my ears. I really, could use more more jobs the more jobs that come the less of this podcast i will record (laughs) but the people need it all right eric it was so nice to meet you thanks for doing this it was great you guys thank you so much i'm gonna check in with you i'm gonna catch up with you you know just to make sure you're still you know on the up and up keep each other posted on the jobs all right i love it i appreciate it it was nice meeting you you. thank you guys bye have a good one bye bye he was so positive that I honestly know. like uh, we're like, joke 
we joked about like hating babysitting and everything. And I was like, wow, honestly, your life sounds amazing. Having three children and staying home and taking care of them. Yeah. I'm like, you inspired me. I did nothing on that phone call. <laughs> he sounds Sometimes like a great it's dad. Like that. Sometimes the calls have been like that where they're like, yeah, I lost my job six months ago. I'm road tripping. I'm having a great, I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I I'm fucking was, up. I was in a lot of therapy. I was crying. I was threatening to break up with my boyfriend. I was eating like shit. I never got dressed. I was like, what? this is my life now. <laughs> and all these people are like quality time with people you love. And I'm like, damn, <laughs> maybe New York fucked us up. <laughs> yeah. You think? A little bit. I think a little bit. Oh, well, I feel better. Do you feel better? I feel great. Ellen, how do you feel? Um, Yeah, I feel pretty good. That was very <laughs> inspiring. He was like very chill about being unemployed. Yeah. It made yeah. me feel good. It made me feel like, Anna, stop. I, I cried the other day, you know, because they haven't called me yet to host Jimmy Kimmel Live. And I was just like, it's, just, it's never going to happen. <laughs> Now I feel better about myself. Yeah, money is money, he said. And I was like, honestly, yeah. That's the so truth. True. It's so true. And I love that he worked in the marijuana business and really doesn't even care about it. I know. He's like, whatever. It was just, it was my grocery store. <laughs> Were you picturing yourself walking? Or I was picturing like, what would I, I do? I pictured myself walking in and the second I saw that, I would be like, well, fuck out of here. <gasps> but take some weed, right? <laughs> but take a couple. It was things. all gone. It sounded like. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. I, thought I don't it was know. It's gonna I, be like the like the company just like left with everything, but mm. nope, it was the feds. Yeah, or I would be like, <laughs> shit, I forgot to lock the door last night. <laughs> I'm fired. <laughs> I gotta go. I thought he was gonna discover that they were actually like not legal. Like yeah, it was that's just what like I an thought. underground thing, but it was like taxes. And I was like, Oh, I guess that could happen to an ice cream parlor, you know? What the fuck yeah. do I know? Who knows? Chris, thank you for being here. I am so happy we got to do this. I know you're a busy person. You are. Oh, please. It's my honor. Overly employed, but I miss you and I miss hanging out with you. And I know we will again someday. Will you come have a drink on my roof sometime if you're yeah, totally. in the city? Because that's that's the social hangout I've been doing. Yes, I would absolutely love to. OK, we'll do it. Um, where can everyone find you? Give us your plugs. Plug, plug. Oh, you can find me at Fat Carrie Bradshaw on Instagram and Fat Carrie Bshaw on Twitter because they don't have enough characters. What? I know. Oh, I got a bone to pick. That's it's not devastating. Cool. Yeah, I'm sorry. And um, and we can listen to your podcast, which oh, one yeah, day and you I'll can be on. Listen to yeah, <laughs> one, one, we might have to do a new episode for you. Okay, I um, want to. But you can listen to Middle Children podcast and Middle Middle Children Patreon, and just go to the Instagram. It's all on there. It's easier. I love it. Thank you. And you can find us. Oh, you know where to find us at unemployed. You'll like this at unemployed PDCST. It's podcast without vowels or at Anna <laughs> Roisman. And uh, this is our 26th episode. Listen to all the other episodes. They're really great. We just hit 25, which was a big milestone for us. And uh, I'm excited about it. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. We got that Patreon too. And these videos are going on Patreon. So if you want to see Chris's beautiful nails and my beautiful nails, yeah, you better my fucking... Right? Uh, and your wig wall that we talked about. Yeah, I love it. Uh, that's it, everybody. Go and hire us. Hire me, not Chris. You're very employed. Hire me and Ellen. You can hire me too. Okay, hire Depending all on of what us. It is. We love, we love money. <laughs> money is money, but we love it. Okay, <laughs> bye. Bye.
This was Unemployed with Anna Roisman. And just so you know, hey, we're on Patreon. I want to give a shout out to our special patrons who I love, who I appreciate. Big shout out to Chris, Jordan, Oscar, Ken, Blue Jay, Vic, Scott, and Jonathan. Uh, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. And if you want to join the Patreon, you could join as little as $5 a month. You know, it's nothing, but it helps us so much. And, you know, we want to keep making these episodes for you. Plus, you get some exclusive content. So please check it out. <laughs>